there. This is Megan. And Hillary. And this is our podcast we decided to start called More Booze, Please, where we talk about our ghost experiences and talk about haunted locations across the world as well. We both have a love for all things paranormal, from ghost aliens and witches to pirates. We just decided to create this podcast in a hope to stay connected after Megan moved to California um, over a year ago now. We went from living together to living 2,000 miles apart, and we don't get to see each other as much as we would like, but I'm I'm glad Megan met someone good for her. You sound so glad. Um, I'm still trying to be glad that Megan <laughs> met someone good for her and is following a lifelong dream of moving to California. This has been a lifelong dream of mine to live in the old state of California. I mean, I do miss home in Alabama sometimes. I, I definitely miss tenders. <laughs> I thought you meant the app tender. <laughs> is it not as good out there? Not. Oh my gosh. Not tender. Tenders. Like chicken fingers. From... A yeah, little context like... for everybody. It's a fried chicken joint. It's not the a... best fried chicken joint. It's better than Raising Cane's. Come at me. I don't care. But I do love living in California. I know. At least I've been able to visit like twice now. It's very beautiful, and I mean, really, it's the only place to go for avocado toast. That is true. It's where you can get all your best Instagram posts, right? So, (laughs) Hillary and I have been friends since we met each other in January of 2015 when we started working at the same job. I can't believe it's been that long. It's over five years now. I know. It's so crazy to think that five years ago, this whole friendship started, and Not to mention, this friendship started in a way that I think a lot of females can relate to, which is a boy. Yeah, and just a quick comment, we will be changing the names of some of the people and places just for the privacy of those involved. And hey, if you know, you know, so kudos to you, you got a little bit more information than some (laughs) others. So one day, let's just get started with the story, I'm standing outside of work and I can see Hillary and this guy. We'll call him Tom. They're starting to argue, and I'm not going to lie. I'm I'm a little nosy, so of course I have my ears open. They're exchanging a few words, and I can see Hillary is pissed. She's fuming. And this guy decides to do the shadiest thing that he can do after being told off by Hillary. He tells her bye, and then this dude walks over the 10 feet to me and does the whole, like, how you doing thing. And I was like, hell no. Like, Get away. And (laughs) and that's how our friendship started. Yeah, and on top of that douchebag and everything (laughs) else going on, we just, we worked crazy hours together and multiple jobs. And, you know, you just really bond with somebody when you're so sleep deprived. This is true. All the the numerous uh, sleep deprived Disney song renditions that we would do is... You know, whatever. But anyways, so after a year of friendship, we decided, well, we pretty much spend the entire day together. Let's just move in with each other. I was already living in an apartment, like, on my own at the time, and it was in a good apartment complex, too. Or so we thought. (laughs) So I lived in, like, this one-bedroom apartment, and, um, sorry, I just thought that the door to the room that I was in was opening. Oh, (laughs) What a great thing to happen Um, while we're recording about ghosts. Especially with the story I was about. (laughs) So, okay, so I was living on my own in a one-bedroom apartment, and I was fostering a Yorkie. And if you know what Yorkies are like, they're very tiny, 
um, and they're a little feisty, but they're not really aggressive dogs. So there was one night we went to bed. Yorkie slept in the bed with me. She was a great dog. Um, I slept with my bedroom door open just so I could hear, you know, anything that was happening, if anybody was trying to break in, whatever. Normal things when you're well, a female living alone. Well, normal things when you live on your own. So she stood up and she went to the edge of the bed and she started like growling and I like kind of sat up and I was trying to like comfort her and make sure she was okay. And all of a sudden she just got like really upset and the door to my bedroom just like slammed shut on its own. And I didn't have the air conditioning running because I couldn't afford that all the time. That was a luxury. Um, So I knew it wasn't that. And I guess looking back, I wonder if that's where our story began. True. It started that in that very first apartment. So even with this information, we still decided that in March of 2016, we were going to move into a three-bedroom apartment in the same complex, just like a street over. Now we moved into the apartment complex. It already had a weird vibe. Like, it just felt off. I feel like from the moment we stepped into that place, it just always felt, I don't know, weird. So the first thing we noticed was this closet when you came into the apartment. So you go up the stairs, there's a closet to your right. And I had a dog at the time named Gilly. He hated this closet. And I mean, he would just sit in front of it, stare at it, and growl. Like, just growl. And it would be like his nose sometimes would be sniffing it, like where the door was kind of open a little bit, and he would just growl mm-hmm. at it constantly. Yeah, and the door would always get stuck, like, all the time, too. Like, you could never get it to open. Nope. Do you remember the one time we were trying to open it and you had to, like, wrap your arms around my waist and we were both, like, pulling as hard as we possibly could and it wouldn't even budge? No, it felt like a grown man was on the other side, like, holding it shut all the time. Every time I looked at it, I would just picture the furnace scene (laughs) from Home Alone and, like, if I ever needed to leave my room for anything, I would just, like, run by the living room entrance really fast to, like, get my snack or whatever. Like, gotta get out of here. I'm in the line of fire. Luckily, we didn't keep anything important in that closet. I think I had, like, one jacket or something like that. I was also terrified, beyond terrified, to open it. And, like, I don't know, a demon just standing there, a monster. I don't know. That was scary. (laughs) I don't know what you're talking about. We kept our most important things in that closet. She's talking about her Christmas decorations, aren't you? I mean, you would put those things up in, like, October. You're not supposed to put... Look... Yes, you are. Halloween decor goes up and Christmas comes out. That's it. That's the rule. That's how the seasons Got go. <laughs> the creepiness of this apartment, though, is just to the point where, like, one of our friends would stay over just to make sure that we felt safe and we felt comfortable. And um, I think eventually, though, he started to experience how weird the apartment was, too. And, like, he had a trip to New Mexico and he literally bought sage and brought it back to us we just like what does that tell you right there i know and he never told us that he was experiencing this thing these things he just i don't know like hey i went to new mexico here's some sage but um we actually never lit it which was probably our first mistake and maybe that's what sparked this ghost to just really really show itself yeah it's weird that he probably experienced things and like didn't really talk about it which he was kind of quiet in nature a little bit mm-hmm. um but why else would he bring sage back like he wasn't from the area he didn't know Huntsville's notorious for child ghosts like he had no background knowledge to know like 
anything about anything. So what would incline him to yeah, bring Sage? exactly. But um, what she means with Hansel being notorious for childhood ghosts is dead children's playground, right? That's what you mean? I mean, of course that's what I mean. <laughs> I don't... This place is creepy as hell. It is creepy as hell. It is terrifying. I don't think as a kid... I mean, it's like the place to go as a teenager. You hang out at t- dead children's playground at night, watch the swing swing by itself. But I don't think I was ever uh, cool enough, I guess, to go to dead children's playground. But I have driven past that cemetery that it's attached to it, and the vibes it gave me was all I needed to know. It's creepy as hell, and no thank you. Um, but... This playground, what it's attached to, is Alabama's largest and oldest cemetery. It's called Maple Hill Cemetery. Yeah, this cemetery dates back to the early 1800s. I think I read 1822 before. So, like, just crazy. It's really old, <laughs> but it has over 80,000 burials there. And of all the places to build a playground, this seemed like the right spot, I guess. Mm-hmm. The park is like, the playground is like sandwiched between the plots and then like this wooded. Um, like woodsy area so like not a lot of sunlight reaches the playground which makes it just that more creepy and then you can hang out with your kids for the day have a picnic pull out the ghost app like whatever you want to do and on top of that the whole like wooded area that she's talking about I remember as a child looking at a house in this area and where my bedroom would have been you could see directly into the lot of the cemetery which was terrifying because like didn't didn't a lot of kids, like, die there back in the 40s? Yeah, I think so, which makes it, like, even more creepy. I think 100%. that... I think a lot of the children's bodies are found back there, which is awful. Yikes. But, gosh. My mom used to even play back there, um, like, in that area in her childhood. So I guess it bounced back pretty fast. When we were talking about this episode, um... I actually asked her to tell us what it was like to be a kid growing up in that area. Um, So she wrote something for us. So I'm going to read it. Okay. My mom, Hillary's mom, says, (laughs) When I was in elementary school at Blossomwood, I became friends with Angie. Our parents let us have sleepovers and playdates. Angie was an only child and her mom taught Montessori in their home. She had a cool schoolroom and pet tarantulas. That's scary enough right there. (laughs) Angie first introduced me to ghosts and seances. My mom warned me not to participate in the seances, Ouija boards, or light as a feather. I would watch from across the room. LOL. Angie and her mom told me about Sally Carter. Sally Carter was an infamous ghost in Huntsville, and her mansion was a few blocks down from the street from Angie's house. We went there multiple times. The graves of Sally, her sister, and brother-in-law were a distance away from the mansion, closer to, like, a different part of town, in a wooded area. One of the graves, I remember it to be Sally's, looked like steps, and people would say if you walked in them, she would show herself. Teenagers would go down there, too, and the area was spooky and not well taken care of. I remember being at the graves in the dark and feeling so creeped out. Other times, we would go up to the mansion that was occupied, mind you, and find, and try not to get caught looking at it or being on the grounds. One particular time, I remember a man seeing us, and he began to chase us. My memory is that he was carrying a rifle. Probably. It was probably the, the 70s. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm sure that was just in my child's mind. 
I remember running as fast as I could and going through some kind of tunnel. We ended up at a playground close to a church before he stopped chasing us. I think he just wanted to scare us, and he did. I never saw Sally Carter, but that man put the fear in us, whoever he was. We never saw him again. Eventually, we'd make our way back to Angie's house and tell her mom all our stories. It was so much fun. Still to this day, those are some of my favorite childhood memories. Later on, a subdivide was built there. The mansion still stands, but the graves are exhumed and moved to a location that was not disclosed to the public. Gosh, my mom did so much stuff that she would have killed me for Isn't doing. Isn't it funny how, like, your parents will tell you stories about their childhood? Like, oh, I did this. And then you're like, can you think about that, you doing that as a kid? And you're like, I would have gotten my freaking butt whooped. What are you talking about? <laughs> yes. It's, and then it's super creepy, though, that they actually, well, not creepy, but just crazy that they exhumed their bodies and moved it to a different place, even though the mansion's still there. And this is one thing about our hometown that's actually really interesting there's a lot of creepy like mansions there's some mansion Mm -hmm. um i can't remember what it's called but it's like weird colors and like has a steeple and i don't know it's just creepy but i guess i could be in for other stories yeah we should totally do an episode of like hometowns yes for sure i love it (laughs) yes and sorry mom but i did play one as a feather as a kid oh the truth comes out that's something i did too Another thing that's crazy, too, I feel like with our parents, I I feel like every parent has a cemetery story that they tell. Like, I remember my mom telling me how she would lock her sisters in those, like, buildings and cemeteries. I don't know what they're called, but, like... The mausoleums. Yeah. She would lock her sisters in there. That's that's some messed up crap, but if I did that as a kid, I would have gotten... That's, like, straight out of a horror movie, though. (laughs) Right. Gosh. Well, I think we need to get back to our story. Yes, definitely. So, back to our story. Hillary and I were both working in a late shift at our job in the same area where we had this little room and a loft area attached to it. We were just closing up everything and doing our end-of-the-day cleaning when we decided to be great, great employees and deep-clean the room with the loft in it. Yeah, and for some reason this room, like, it always smelled like pickles, like straight-up pickle juice. Like a sour smell all the time. So Hillary goes into the door first and I'm standing in the doorway. And just to be clear, like there's no other exit but the one that Megan's standing in. Yeah, so Hillary's climbing this ladder up to the loft area and I'm looking up. And I just want to say again that there's no other way out of this place, okay? (laughs) There's one entrance, one exit for all you haters out there that keep saying, well, there's another way to get out. There's not. We've been in this place hundreds of times. There's one way in, one way out. So Hillary is climbing up the ladder and into the loft area, and I'm looking up at her, and all of a freaking sudden, this little boy's head just pops out into the opening and says, Hey there! And I saw him, and Hillary heard him. Yeah, I looked down at Megan, and she was so pale. Like, it looked like she had just seen, like, well, a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> no pun intended, but pun intended. But at that time, I didn't know what I had seen, actually. Like, I didn't think it was a ghost. I thought it was a freaking lost child. Yeah. And, like, of course, we were worried for this child's safety, like, trying to figure out where he came from. So I climbed the rest of the way up and nothing. No kid. Nowhere. And mind you, I'm still standing in the doorway. So the kid didn't just walk past me and there's no way out, like I had said, except the one door. Like, what the heck? There's no explanation. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, so we go back to this room where um, 
there were like cameras like mm-hmm. in the room that we were at. So we went to like see the recording of it and we asked the person like, Hey, did you see a kid at all? Um, and they were like, uh, no, like they kind of looked at us like we were crazy and we started to kind of feel crazy at this point. So we went to the security office and we asked them if they um, could look at their footage and see if they could see a video of the kid. And immediately they just started joking like, Oh, well, you guys probably just saw a ghost. Yeah, and security has a lot of stories about ghosts, so this just added to their list of, like, oh, here we go, another ghost. And so, like, after not seeing anything but the two of us, we decided to call it a night. Um, There was no footage or proof of a child even existing in that space, so we were just like, well, it's just in our head. We're (laughs) sleep-deprived. We're crazy. We are definitely shook it up. I think I kept replaying that boy's face in my head over and over again. The walk back to our cars was terrifying. It's a poorly lit, creepy walkway like alley. And all I could think about was that child and the security officer making a joke that it was probably a ghost or something, which immediately freaked us out. Like, I was totally freaked. And a little background about me. I grew up with a mom who was definitely 100% into coasts, into like all the, the creepy things, I guess, in life, like ghosts, witches, wicca, Ouija boards, tarot cards, whatever. I heard the stories growing up. I probably had my tarot cards read to me like 30 times as a child. I believed in fairies. I thought Charmed, that show was the coolest thing ever, but I was a little standoffish about ghosts. I kind of felt like it was my mom just trying to scare me. So I, even though I grew up with a mom who 100% thought ghosts were real, I was a little like, eh, eh standoffish like i wish i could just like take a field trip into your childhood no it was real interesting (laughs) i mean like not a lot of people walk into their bathroom and there's a book of mythology on the toilet for you to read so that (laughs) was my my life was completely the opposite of that so speaking of my mom and how i was raised she actually wrote in about an old house she used to live in so this is what she had to say i grew up in a beautiful 2700 square foot house It was two stories, with half the basement finished and half unfinished, where the laundry was. We were a fairly big family, mom, dad, and four girls. We used to hear lots of odd noises around the house, but there was usually at least a few of us home, so we didn't think much about it. I could not imagine living with four freaking girls. No, thank you. That sounds like my worst nightmare. Four girls. Anyways. One evening, I heard noises I couldn't explain. My sisters were asleep and I was babysitting. It was definitely a slamming door. I walked all over the house because I figured it was one of the girls out of bed. They were both asleep, so I rode it off to the wind. Then I heard it again and got scared because I couldn't explain it. After hearing a third time and hearing footsteps around the house, she was freaking hearing footsteps. Oh my gosh. I got my sisters out of bed and called the police. Good job, mom. They didn't find anything either. After that, I started hearing someone calling my name periodically. Can you imagine someone in your house being like, Hillary? Hillary? Like, are you kidding me? No. No. (laughs) So creepy. Oh, my God. Like, I think footsteps and, like, hearing your name are, like, two of the creepiest things that could possibly happen. Like, it's almost like, A, they can move around, so you can't, like, get rid of them. But, B, like, they know you. Like, it's almost like a sense of, like, ownership They're messing with you. So... She would hear her name periodically. Usually, I was in the basement doing laundry, so I would ignore it. One afternoon, it called so many times, I went upstairs and yelled at my mom that if she needed me, she could walk down the basement (laughs) and talk to me instead of constantly calling for me. After all, I was doing her laundry. 
Savage, oh Shannon. Sh- savage. Jesus. <laughs> sounds just like you, Megan. <laughs> I get it from my mama. I see where you get it now. <laughs> she told me that she hadn't called for me at all. All of my sisters had similar experiences or creepier ones. Then one year, my parents decided to replace the carpet. When they pulled up the top layer, there was another layer with a huge black stain. So from my memory as a child, there was carpet under carpet is what she's trying to explain here. So they pulled back the carpet and there was another layer of carpet and there was this black stain. Yeah, creepy. We were told it was just old mildew or some kind of stain. There was also an odd hole in the floor to ceiling sliding windows in the room. It wasn't until after we had moved out and my parents went their separate ways that we found out that the stain was. The daughter of the people who built the house and my parents bought it from had killed herself in that room. (gasps) Oh my god. The hole- No. (laughs) I know, right? The hole in the window was from the bullet and the stain was from her blood. She committed suicide by shooting herself in the head. (laughs) What the crap. Now- my mom's story, I don't think was that creepy. This whole thing is terrifying. I mean, like, a child killed themselves. Horrific. How but old was she? Do you know? See, this is where it gets weird. I always remember my mom saying that the daughter that lived in this house was, like, teenage, young teenage age, like, 12, 13. Mm-hmm. But my grandma tells a story about when my grandma was doing laundry in the basement downstairs, that a ball kept rolling down the stairs, and she would throw it back up and be like, ladies, stop. The ball rolled down, she has a lady stop, and like she'd hear a giggling noise, but there was like basement, first level, second level, and the girls mm-hmm. would be up on the second level, like my actual like aunts and my mom. And so my grandma always said that the kid that this was a kid, like a younger girl, like five, six. So yeah. it's kind of weird. It's almost like this ghostly girl like went back to maybe like her happiest time, and that was when she was a child. Mm. Yeah. So that's devastating. I know. It's that's... crazy. <sighs> yeah, that was a really creepy story. And then Randall just like bust in the door halfway through your story. I don't know if you saw like so Megan and I are FaceTiming um <laughs> as we podcast and he just like bust in the door and my dog jumped on me. So sorry if you hear that halfway through. I promise I was not being attacked by anything other than a twenty pound. Megan table. just keeps rolling through telling her story and Hillary's being attacked by a ghost or demon. <laughs> Like, whatever. We're used to seeing that. It's fine. (laughs) So, I guess let's get back to our story. (laughs) We're getting freaked out a little bit. Um, Okay, so at this point, we had left work. We had walked down the creepy alley. There was jokes of it being paranormal, but we just thought we were so tired and so delirious. So, we both get home around the same time. And how the apartment was laid out is, like, we were technically a second floor unit. Yeah. But when you would open the door, you would go straight up the stairs, and then you would go into the apartment. Um, so it was kind of like a loft. Um, so you would go up the stairs, and you would immediately get into the living room, and then you would turn left to go in the kitchen. So I was probably going to go cook something to eat or something like that, and um, turn left, and all of the kitchen cabinet and drawers were just open yeah it looked like as if someone had been in such a crazy hurry and just trashed the place so like two people um should do when you enter a possibly broken into home yep um we decided to search the place Mm -hmm. instead of calling the cops so megan started in the living room with her dog gilly who was german shepherd so 
she kind of had protection, but <laughs> I just decided to go straight to the back of the apartment to look around. And when I walked into my room, it was also trashed. My lamp was knocked over. My TV was on. The blanket on my bed was, like, pulled back and, like, thrown into the floor. Yeah, and I think I remember, too, your mattress was, like, pushed off a little of your bed as well. Like, it wasn't on, like, the the the, the spring part, the whatever that's called. But her bed. Box spring? Yeah, there you go. Her bed, her mattress was, like, pushed off. Yeah, it was a disaster. Like, Back then, I was so diligent about making my bed every single day. Now, 2020 <laughs> Hillary does not make her bed every single day. But that year, I did. Yeah, and so for was, sure. Definitely. I wouldn't have left my room like that. No. So after that, we are just a little scared. So, I mean, we're thinking, like, why would someone come into our apartment and do this? Like, and it was just so weird, random, and it didn't make sense of how they got into our place. The weirdest part, though, was... That we had to unlock the door to get into the apartment. So it's not like somebody broke in and then left. They wouldn't have locked the door or they wouldn't even had the ability to lock the door behind them. So the whole situation was just really odd. Yeah. And since we moved out, we've had a lot of friends um, and old neighbors who have continued to live there, have moved in. Um, and as we were discussing and thinking about doing this podcast, they have kind of you know, told us they've had mm-hmm. issues too. Um, whether they lived in the same building as us or a different building, um, we thought maybe it was just a common thing that maybe we weren't haunted. But the um, community. Thankfully. <laughs> but maybe the community yeah. was. So I hopped on um, the internet and this is one of the very first reviews that I found when I did a search of the apartment complex. Oh, it gosh. says, I don't want to sound paranoid, but it says something about a community when your own children say, Mommy, I don't want to live here. It's scary. I don't like it here anymore. Which is freaking terrifying. So many weird things happened there, too. Like, not just in our apartment. I don't know if I've ever told you a story. But at one point in time, I lost my wallet. Like, I went to go get food one day, one day, one day at, like, Zaxby's. <laughs> pulled up. Luckily, I had a friend with me. And my wallet was missing. Gone. And I was stupid. I think it was, like, getting a new job or something. And I was paying rent. So my wallet had my social security card, 300 bucks, my license, my credit cards, everything. I literally had like everything to set up someone to steal my identity. There you go. And here's 300 bucks as well. So yeah. And then I remember it was missing. Yeah, forever. it was missing forever. Gone, gone. And then all of a sudden some guy called me and it was right where I would have lost it, like in my parking spot. And it was like three months later. And nothing was missing out of it except for the money. That was the only thing gone. My social security card was still in there. My license, everything was still in there. The money was gone. And, like, obviously ghosts don't need money. But it was just, like, a weird thing that, like, my whole wallet just goes missing. And then it's found in the exact spot that it went missing from. But anyways, I mean, I'm. we also, didn't we have, like, a park around that area? There was, like, this little, like, grass area that the kids would play in. So... I don't know. Maybe this was... It was, like, a grassy area. Yeah. I don't think there was, like... I don't think there was, like, a jungle gym. Yeah. Yeah. But that just makes me think, like, maybe maybe this is, hey, they're playing a joke on me. Like, I don't know. And then you talk about this whole community and when your children say, I don't feel safe here or something like that. Like, Mm -hmm. do you think that her kids just happened to meet hey there and maybe he was jealous of them or something? Like, that's kind of creepy. But I don't know. Maybe. I mean, that would totally make sense. He 
he would act up even worse whenever we had people A hundred percent. Like, one of the creepiest memories was when you were looking for something under your bed. Do you remember that? Oh my god, yes, I remember that. <laughs> so, I was trying to reach for something, I don't know what, under my bed, and we had a friend over, we'll just call him Corey, and he kept asking, like, why are you laughing? And I wasn't laughing at all. Yeah, I'm gonna, when I think back to this memory, I just think of, like, hey there, under your bed, and moving whatever you're trying to find like he's got in his hand and he's like moving it back and forth and every time you get closer to it he moves it to the other side and that it was him laughing and that's what he heard was the little boy laughing oh my god i hate that so much why did you put that into my brain i'm just saying but oh my god um with this i definitely don't think he was the only spirit in our house because we had like this lighthearted one and then we had some asshole living with us, too. Mm-hmm. I agree. And I think there was there was definitely more than one. But hey, there was, was probably the chiller ghost mm-hmm, sure. of them all. He was kind of like, in my mind, I look at him as like Casper, uh-huh. the friendly ghost. Yep. But the entire vibe of the apartment changed after this. And we started to argue and we fought more and more. And it got to the point where... Megan and I couldn't even be in the same room with each other. Yeah, and it would go back and forth. We would be fine one week, and all of a sudden, Monday comes around, and we did not like each other. And Mm -hmm. the crazy thing, too, is once I left the apartment, I didn't feel frustrated or mad as much. I moved out, like, I think two months before our lease was up, and I wouldn't say I was 100% back to normal. Like, oh, things are great, like, whatever. But I wasn't, like, furious 24-7 anymore. Yeah. I mean, thinking about all of this, you know, all over again, it's kind of led my brain down a rabbit hole, though. Like, little kid, scary closet. Like, what is the most scary thing in a little kid's room? Mm-hmm. It's either under their bed or in their closet. Yep. And that's the two things that we've talked about today. So this is just my theory. Just a theory. But what if we didn't pick up Hey There from work? What if we moved into the apartment that he already haunted? Or, or what if we did pick him up from work or somewhere else and he wanted to scare us or prank us as a little kid the closet would probably be the first place he would think to go yeah i i think you're right like he was playing hide and seek or something with us all day long i mean or he was scared of whatever was in the closet too and trying to keep us away from it i mean just a thought i'm still scared of my closet (laughs) in adulthood i always have to have it closed at night before i get in bed so like just think even as an adult think about playing hide and seek would would you hide in the closet? Would you hide in the closet with the door closed? No, I I would not hide in the closet. And thinking about the closet that we're talking about back in our old apartment, I would definitely not hell to the no hide in there. And we always talk about maybe there was a second spirit, a meaner spirit, and maybe hey, there was trying to be like, hey, come over this way. Like, don't go near that. She's not nice. Come play with me. I don't know. But for I would never hide in a closet like it creeps me out I don't know I'm like thinking about hiding in a closet right now and I agree with you as a kid I always had to have my closet closed they had to stay closed I didn't if something was in there I didn't want to see it so Mm -hmm. close the door it's it almost seems like unbearable like my bathroom isn't much bigger than my closet but I go in there all the time with the door closed so what is it about closets why why do closets scare us yeah I really don't know like if anyone out there has an opinion of, of why closets scare us so much, then, you know, please send them our way. Maybe this is something, maybe it's like an old 
ghost story that happened and it's just kind of traveled down and I don't know. Why is it? Why do closets scare us? I don't know. I don't know. But send us all your crazy, scary closet stories. Um, but thankfully, unfortunately, I don't know. <laughs> our story doesn't end here. Yeah, and after this whole thing, um, things just got stranger and creepier and weirder. Whatever this is or was became more prevalent in our lives and not only affected the world around us in that apartment, but it also affected us and our friendship too. It definitely gets a lot scarier the more we get into the story of what truly happened to us in apartment 1236. Yep. Well, we did it. We recorded our first episode. (laughs) (laughs) I cannot believe we are about to open up this can of worms once again. Like, it's just crazy to go down this whole road of this creepy apartment that we lived in. But tune in with us next time to hear even creepier stories of how we learned to live with a ghost that was more like having a friend's or brother. But we do promise it gets really creepy. It does. It really does. So only listen if you want to be creeped out. <laughs> I promise we can't be funny the whole time. Oh but while you're waiting on the next episode, be sure to check us out on Facebook and Instagram at More Booze, Please. And if you have any ghost stories of your own, we would love to hear them. Send them to us at moreboozeplease at gmail.com. That's more, B-O-O-S-P-L-Z at gmail.com. You can also like and review us on Apple Podcasts. The more reviews we get, the higher on the charts we climb, the more spooky stories you get to hear. And we are also on Patreon. If you like what you hear and want to support us, please consider donating on Patreon. On Patreon, you can decide on three different tiers. Each tier is a different price point with different benefits. You can choose from spirits, chilled, or top shelf tiers. We are doing this all on our own. From research to editing to uploading online, donating will help us create a better experience for you and help us to continue to do what we love. Just go to patreon.com slash more booze, please. Thanks to everyone for their support in this journey. It's been a long process, and I'm glad we're finally finishing our first few episodes. But until next time. Bye. Bye.